You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hi, this is the illustrious Michael K. Easton. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. And I'm Seth. And we're going to let you guys listen to our review of Spider-Man Homecoming. Super spoilers. we got a couple guests that we had tonight. And stick around and listen why our hashtag for the week is hashtag mystical intern. All right. It's about that time. It's time for the big review of... Anyone? Someone say the title. <laughs> Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh yeah. No, Spider-Man colon. Semicolon? <laughs> or is it just colon? No, it's just a colon. Just colon. Hey, you can't ever leave the colon on. It's the best part. You love the colon, don't you, Seth? <laughs> yeah. Well, right. we we have two. I guess you'd call them millennials. Oh my god. <laughs> I wonder if they like that or not. Do you guys no. like being called millennials? Turn the hose on. Okay. Hose on. Well, we're hoping by putting, bringing on some young bucks to help review this Spider-Man movie that maybe we'll get some young'uns listening to our podcast. Well, after Marvel went young and cast a young Spider-Man, so we're going to recast our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then for the new Michael is Bucky. Hi. <laughs> How illustrious are you? I cannot draw worth a crap. Okay, you're you're in. <laughs> Can you flatten colors? <laughs> That's all we need. You can marry him. Goodbye forever. <laughs> all right, and who else do we have? This is the, uh, is this the mythical intern? It is. <laughs> yeah, I'm Corbin. You can lean into a mic, oh, everyone. I'm Corbin, the mythical intern. <laughs> oh, yeah. I see. That's a good name. See, he exists. Yeah, I, I had my doubts. <laughs> Just like how they all thought I was fake. Hey, yeah. you still are. <laughs> Nobody's seen you yet. I have to admit, when Michael first said he was being an intern, the first and only thing I could think of was that Seinfeld episode where Kramer gets the intern. Right. Oh, Darren. <laughs> With Darren's help, we'll get that chicken. Yeah, Darren was very into it. Are you? I mean. Are you a good intern? Do you I actually like listen to, to him? So, yeah. <laughs> what do you I, say, Michael? I he has gold stars across the board. Okay. Good. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about Spider Man. This is full spoilers, right? We've all we're dropping it. Like if you haven't seen it by now. Spider Man's costume. Are the equivalent level. Yeah, you're a Cliff. Yep, that's right. Cliff has not seen it. Spoiler alert. No intention. <laughs> right. So he's going to hear all about it. So let's get right into it. Tell us what it was directed by John Watts. Anybody know who he is? No. Cop car. Did anybody see Cop Car? Yeah. Kevin it's got a slice of bacon on it. I love that movie. So yeah, it's just from a couple years ago. Um like some kids take a joy ride and Kevin Bacon's cop car. It sounds like a hit to me. Nobody else I know saw it though. <laughs> anyway, so um Assuming as big a hit as this Spider-Man Homecoming is, this guy may even be back for the second one if they get around to it. But, so what do you guys think? Tell us all about it. 
I loved it. It was yeah. great. <laughs> From the opening credits with the old Spider-Man theme song. That was nice. My childhood was so happy when I heard that. Because <laughs> right. I watched... childhood. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Good so God. T- 2010 <laughs> brought yes, back yes. all these memories. I watched all those uh, cartoons when I was younger. Like so. the 60s Spider-Man cartoon. That was from the 90s. No, the theme song in the beginning yeah, the wasn't songs it? from the sixties. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I assume you <laughs> recognize it. X one, first X for Bucky. Yeah, the nineties part was like it was like the Joe Perry like guitar riff. Yeah, yeah. I was like <laughs> I haven't seen them in so long. I can't remember. So, let's hear all about it, Jordan. Yeah, it was spiderific. Was it spectacular and oh, amazing? Right. Amazing. It was spectacular. It was web of. You just stole my jokes from it later. Was superior. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was ultimate. Yes. <laughs> this it was... was ultimate. This was a very ultimate. <laughs> okay, let's just go off the suit first and foremost. Was everyone happy with the suit? I really like both the homemade and the Stark suit. Corbin, would you I think? enjoyed the suit. Yeah, yeah I mean, I like just, it. just think of the technological advances to fit all of that stuff in a skin tight suit. I'm not sure how you do that. Yeah. I was like, "What?" I was waiting for the the scene where like you saw inside his mask like you do an Iron Man, mm-hmm. but uh, thankfully they did not take it that far. <laughs> I'm glad they did not. Yeah. Now I was seriously worried, Jordan. You didn't chime in. What do you think of the suit? I it's fine. I think I think the second Andrew Garfield movie perfected the suit. I, I, really, I love that The suit. best looking one. Haven't seen it. This one has some extra weird stripes and odd shapes and stuff. I I don't know. It, you can't improve on the comic book version, so trying to make it more... You know, like the cap suit, it's hard to do that from the page to the screen. Mm-hmm. You know, the Spider-Man one, I don't know. I thought they already got it right, but I, I don't have any real complaints. Yeah, they're not going to just... They're always going to change it, movie to movie. I, I did not like the black piping on the blue part of the costume. I, I did. It was like it was trying to make it look techy, and there was no need to make it look techy because the way they did the web shooters and like the belt, kind of a, it was advanced, but it was a weird throwback. So they kind of worked to make it look more techy. Uh, it definitely a lot of the tech added. To the com- the comedic relief throughout the movie, which was great, um, but as far as the costume, it, it worked. So let's talk about the story, like you know, the whole we get. Oh, this, was there a story? We get this it? origin yeah. story yeah. of the the vulture, you know, going back to the big event, you know, the Avengers movie, the fallout of all that. I have a question about the timeline of this movie. Because Avengers took place in 2012. Okay, right? first I'll just stop you right there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, don't get too hung up on that because if they're gonna tell stories, they gotta have, it's gotta be a rubber band here. We gotta be able you to do, they've just already- like in comics, you can't do time. Yeah, they already retconned that Avengers first was in 2012. Well, they pushed it back to 2010 in the timeline and, this is later. This has got to be more like 2020 yeah. if they want to keep him young. But they specifically said 2008 being the Iron Man. He said, I've had that in my pocket right. since 2008. Right. So yeah. that's the specific starting point of right. Iron Man. They're, they're, they're trying to keep him young. This is supposed to be probably... This is before Infinity War, but the next one will be after, of course. You know, But they're they're trying to push him back so he's young later. 
They want to be able to explain why he's still in high school. And they're also saying he was the kid. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't understand why they had to just randomly decide that. That was just—it's not like I was sitting there seeing Iron Man two and was like, "Man, I really hope that's Peter well, Parker." Well, was I was for a really long time. Yeah, uh, I, I just think the whole, the whole the whole—if we, we've had movie after movie, we can't get to. They don't even pull this off in the comic books. Well, how are they going to do it in the in the movies and have it make any more sense than it does? I think they're they're fine. I mean, I'm sure you had a a good point in there, but I've I've heard that argument, and I was like, let's not get too hung up on that. Yeah. I wasn't bothered by. But they're yeah. not trying to say no time has passed. I mean, they're right. showing a progression. I mean, yeah, we got we got made sick by the pro- progression of, of watching the handheld camera at the beginning of him <laughs> back there. I was like, okay, I can only take maybe ten more seconds of this, and. Finally, it stopped. I was like, did that bother anybody else? I was like, this gimmick was, is going on yeah. too long. It was all right. It, it just, to me, this movie, if you didn't know that it was part of the Marvel Universe, I think that kind of, it, it, it was good for the story, but it was kind of shoved down your throat a little bit that it was like, hey, we are part of the Marvel Universe. You're going to love this movie now. <laughs> And but it was fine. It was okay. It's good. It's it good. Yeah. I it mean, was swing swing. <laughs> flip flip if you will. Yeah. I can't get over the fact that why is there even a microphone in front of me? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. You stuck it movie. here, so I'm going to talk. Damn it! <laughs> it's the Cliff commentary of why Peter. No, I, I have a major problem with this Sony making movies now that are officially part of this MC. The Marvel Cinematic Universe. Are you afraid they're going to taint the Disney? I'm afraid they're going to crap over the whole thing by trying to, you know, just but show they didn't stuff do in any there. of this. Yeah, this I was thought, Marvel. Yeah, Marvel thought, did all this. Marvel owns the. I mean, they're owning the ideas here. Like Sony, that was a whole deal. Sony gets to keep the rights and make some money, but Marvel came up with all this stuff. There. Sony they, just slapped their sticker on there. They were like, "Okay, we do not know what we what we're doing, other than a nice Andrew Garfield costume." We, that's <laughs> well, about yeah. it. Uh, obvious. Yeah. So here, take it, guys, and make us some money. And that's about the extent of their involvement. Now that it's a hit, they're going to be probably wanting to rein it back in, right? Under themselves. As soon as this, I don't even know what you call this Venom project. I'm afraid well, it's going to come right in, and it, it's somehow going to—it's just going to start snowballing from there. My hat's off to them because if you can make the Vulture a cool, cool ass mm-hmm. villain and do it successfully like they did, I, I'm like, go ahead, let, let's see what you can do now. My ball is in their court, or whatever it's called. <laughs> A whole bag of worms you're well, opening. You up didn't there. see this, Cliff. You didn't see this great performance by Michael Keaton. Great origin story. I don't have a problem with Michael Keaton. Uh, that was my segue. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the movie. We had damage control. We you know, we got to see like why he would ha- not like Tony Stark and damage control and all that, you know. Just a good working man story and Michael Keaton plays that so well. Mm-hmm. I just I thought he was awesome. The whole the, he had a whole reason that was it explained the whole reason for even having Tony Stark in the movie, which he was in minimally. Right. It was everybody was worried it was going to be too much yeah, Tony Stark. Was he was gonna, was and then he's become like an Iron Man. He's movie. barely in it, and it makes perfect sense because it's not Spider Man yeah. isn't 
you know, who the Vulture's mad at. He's mad at Tony Stark. So it was kind of like, yeah, who is uh, Spider-Man? I, well, that was part of the reason why I didn't go see it is because word got out that all the Iron Man scenes had kind of been played in the in the trailers. And, he, and that was all you were going to go for. That was yeah. the only reason. He already, he already got it. <laughs> he got his Robert Downey Jr. fix in the trailers. Look, that's all I had to see. <laughs> now that, that's exactly how I want these tied to the mar- greater Marvel world. I don't need a ton of guest stars and a ton of Easter eggs, but just to show that these other movies had an impact and it still matters, you know, what happened in Sokovia and what happened, you know, they're still cleaning up Chitauri all these years later and it, you just can't forget that and move on to the new thing. Oh, there's a new villain named Vulture. Like the, all these huge world impacting events, there's still ripples from these. And I really like that. That's the best thing about having a connected universe is that they all matter. What happens in this one matters on the next one. And you don't just forget and start over again. So Yeah, and there was another part in the movie I noticed that they were talking about the Triskelion mess, which was an obvious reference to Winter Soldier. Yeah. And then you know, they were teaching about the Sokovia Accords in school. Oh, yeah, I yeah. would love to learn about that in school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that stack of papers in the last mo- in Civil War. I don't want to have to do a report on that. <laughs> and without it, without it not being tied to the Marvel Universe, you could not have got those amazing Captain America gym videos. <laughs> that, okay, I'm sorry. That, those were great. Those were superbly. My favorite off mo- the chart. moment in the whole movie is when Hannibal Burst is standing on one side of the TV and Cap points, "My buddy, your gym coach," and he points the other way. That was, that was awesome. You know, they just like they played that off so well. Hannibal Burst was the perfect casting for that. So. I like how he's he's like, well, I'm pretty sure he's a traitor, but I still have to show you these videos. Yeah. Yeah. And I good. I really like those also because I think. I'm the only person who likes the Captain America suit from Avengers. Mm. Yeah, you are. It's confirmed. Yeah, it's confirmed here, folks. I hate that suit. <laughs> but that was perfect to use the promotional suit yeah. he used, yeah. like, in First Avenger, you know, yeah. just the crappy cloth suit. Um, so there was all this school stuff. It was Half of it was he was in high school. That was what was good about it to me. Was we didn't have to, fu- we had like basically one villain and we got to see high, what was the point of having him be this age if we don't get to have all the high school stuff with all the, you know, this diverse group of characters and, you know, of course we see the thing about MJ at the end and stuff, but, mm-hmm. but that's just an Easter egg, you know, that's just a shout out to, we're not using MJ, we're using this Michelle, is that correct? Michelle. Yeah, but it's now, like, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, do you guys, I mean, you, you're you 19, right? 20. 20. And Corbin, how old are you? 20. 20. So, was that what you guys remembered high school like? What, leaving to go save the world? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> no, yeah, I did that every day. Uh, I mean... I mean, the, the high school drama of it, was yeah, it somewhat definitely. similar? It seemed, yeah, more realistic than, like, you know, the previous ones, I feel like. They got the high school more right in this one than... Previous Spider-Man yeah. movies. Yeah, I mean it, and the kids looked the right age. They didn't yeah. didn't, yeah, look, didn't look like, like adults, yeah. yeah, that was the thing they've got the most wrong about the other movies. Yeah. Andrew and Garfield, Garfield and Emma Stone walking around your high school. I don't think. <laughs> and and like, Tobey Maguire was only in his early twenties, but he looked like he was <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. And now he still looks like he's in his early twenties. <laughs> 
And with the bully, uh, Flash, yeah. whatever, like, I like that it's not the yeah. whole stereotypical... No, he was a nerd guy. bully. Yeah, yeah. like, cause, like <laughs> how he bullied him was like, okay, yeah, no, I saw that, that's how you bully in high school nowadays. Right. It's not, that was... I'm gonna shove you in a locker and stuff like that. I thought... Also, I don't know how you can fit in a locker, I've always wanted that. <laughs> I mean, me personally, uh, I cannot. Yeah. Okay, well, if you can't, none of us can. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I agree I, that it was a more updated take of what a bully is. You know, they can bully you with, you know, do mind games with you and things like that. I I thought that was great. Let's just talk about all those characters, you know. that stick Going with this Michelle character, this was a blatant, we are not going with your stereotypical... Yeah. Yeah, you because know, it just looks like she's eventually going to be his love interest in the next movie. They're setting that up, you know. That you know, even with the MJ, it's like she's not going to be Mary J. Watson, but she's maybe his Mary J. Watson in yeah. the next one. And she's a totally different kind of character, you know. She's they're changing the way they're doing these movies. They're not going to make them like all the other Spider-Man movies with the cookie cutter girl, <laughs> good-looking whatever. I mean, not that she's not good-looking, but you know, she's not just a pinup model. Like Mary Jane Watson. But isn't that the source material? Yeah, but sometimes things... I don't need to see the same thing every time. The source time. material is like from the late 60s, 70s. Like, is that, Jordan, do you have a clue on when Mary Jane came around? Uh, issue... Oh, my God. Don't don't tell us the issue. <laughs> <laughs> what page? What page? Oh, was that? Panel? <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> but it was, that the, was that 60s or 70s? Would have been the sixties. Yeah. Mm. So it's the swinging sixties. Yeah. <laughs> but it just, a, well, it just but I, I, I get that and I'm okay with it. I don't care. But there is a little bit of like let's cast all these cool new hip young characters, a racially diverse cast, but we'll just assign them the same names of these characters from the sixties. So you're Ned Leeds and you're Betty Brant and you're, you know, and it's like, just make them new characters instead of, oh, why I, do you have to have I these ties that. to the past? I, I understand what you're saying. Well, that's what, Cor- Corbin, you were talking about the other day, like, the Ned character yeah, was from... basically Yankee from Miles Morales comics, because yeah. the entire movie I kept thinking it was him, Yeah, and I would keep saying his name when I'm talking about him, and I'm like, no, his name is Ned. Yeah, I read about that, that, and I thought, I bet people... You know, if they stole that, they just, uh, unless they're gonna add Miles Morales in here at some point, they, they took his friend. Yeah, they might, but, cause, yeah. uh, Don Glover's, ca- Don yeah, I mean, Glover's that's, character was Aaron Davis, and he talked about his nephew, which. Right. He's his uncle, and it was, and Donald Morales. Glover was. The guy that everyone wanted to be the black Spider-Man for years. And, and I think he, he, the cartoon one, so that was dope, but. He was the voice of the cartoon one. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah he. It, it was his, uh, he originally was one through his own name out there mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah, that kind of inspired Bendis to even create Miles. Right? Yeah. It was yeah. that whole, like, push to get Donald yeah. Glover cast that Bendis thought, maybe you should try something. Yeah, that's, that's the origin story I heard of that. And that's but all it, neat it to seems hear. Like, like Kevin, I, I, Kevin Feige, I read something about the MJ thing. They asked him directly, and he's like, well, no, it's not MJ, or is it? That kind of, like, he, he is always, ways. he, there's a reason that Kevin Feige has a, a statement every day because he is, he will entertain all ideas. And it, that's, yeah, if, if you all hated it, well no, that's not what it was. Right. Or if we all loved it, yeah, exactly, that's what we were That's doing. why they're, that's why they know what they're doing. So the same way, like, I, I, that's why I don't think they called him Yankee because they're gonna one day want to do a Miles movie 
and they can have, well, this guy's Genki. That wasn't Genki in that other movie. Yeah. That was Ned. That just or you love him. Or you love him, and Miles' yeah. friend is Ned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was, I like that guy. Uh, you know, that was, that was good. We got to see the, his whole man in a chair dream come true. Origin story. You know, that was, it was just like you felt so happy for him. Flying back and forth. Of course the computers have to be across from each other. They're not, they're not, they're not beside each other or, <laughs> that, that was great. And then the teacher walks in. was like, what are you doing? There's a dance. Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, I'm, you know. Yeah, best excuse that Bucky no. could come up with. <laughs> but the other thing I liked about the Michelle character as far as a potential future love interest, she's, a strong character, and it's just subtle throughout the movie. You know, yeah, she comes off kind of weird, but like even talking to the um, the teacher that's taking him on the trip, you know, she's going to do some light protesting while she's there, you know, because not all heroes wear tights, you know. It, given more female things in it, we got you know just a diverse movie. I, I really and like that. I like from previous movies like. This was Spider-Man in training. He's still figuring things out. He's still learning. This is this goes back to when Spider-Man first became Spider-Man. Whereas with the other movies, it seemed like all of a sudden he had the suit on and he knew what he was doing. Yeah. And even though it was like the techie side of the spider suit, they threw in him like trying to perfect his web fluid and like still that sciencey type that like. Those were nice little Easter eggs to have in the character. And yeah, I heard a lot of people saying like, "This is the first we're seeing other than Civil War of this Spider-Man. We're getting this fresh start, and he's already got the super suit. You know, isn't that something you build up to? Instead, they turn it on its head, have him start out with this, and then he goes the other way. I mean, it was perfect. Yeah. Go back to he has to go back to nothing and prove himself. I mean, that was I was not spoiled for any. You know, even I'm dumb. It's basically what it is. I know the vulture is going to be in it, and I should expect that story. You know, you know what what issue is that, Jordan? Do you know? <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I'm thinking doesn't, doesn't vulture have something to do with the concrete stuff also, or am I thinking wrong? Oh, being buried. In yeah, uh, that was a Doc Ox. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I just don't didn't know. But the I remember, I wasn't expecting the concrete part of the movie, and that was. Really good. That was the way to give this Easter egg to fans and then have him prove himself to himself. He doesn't need the suit. I actually wish they would have saved that for another movie. Like, cause that's such a powerful comic and scene that I wish they would have waited for another movie to pull that, put that scene in. I think they, they needed it. That, that beat had to be in this movie. He'd, he'd, he had to prove himself. He had been Saved by Iron Man like twice already. Yeah. And I was getting sick of it. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean they, were, they were setting this up that had to happen. He had to be able to do this himself. Otherwise, what is the point? Yeah. That was probably my most negative complaint about the movie is how techy it was. And because that's not my Spider Man. Right. Old Man Rand. Like, I don't need a junior Iron Man who can just, you know, see through walls with his. Magic lenses and stuff like so. Ha- yes, having to have him ditch all that and still be the hero. If that hadn't have happened, I don't know how I would have responded to this movie. But yeah, I think the suit just had too many bells and whistles. Yeah. And it just felt a little much. Yeah, 
That's what the training wheels protocol was for. <laughs> and that was all funny. That was uh, for, you know, Parker's a science genius. I get you know that he would have he would try to advance the suit. In modern comics, they've done a lot more of that. He has the teaser webbing and all that stuff. But yeah, just especially at this young uh, spot of his career, it just seemed a little bit too Iron Man, not enough Spider Man. I think the scene of him interacting with Dan- Daniel Glover the second time where he webs his hand, that was, what'd I do now? Anyway, <laughs> that was a perfect scene to show the version of Spider-Man. Like, that whole movie, like, him interacting with him. <laughs> That's exactly what I was just going to say. I love when he's stuck in the toilet with the bomb. <laughs> We got sophisticated yeah. Daniel Glover. But anyway, <laughs> what do you like? He tries to be like Batman and he's yeah. talking to him and he's like, I don't know if you're a girl or a boy. Like, that was, that was perfect. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> but what been. didn't we have? We didn't have the Daily Bugle, right? Yeah. I don't well, remember. Well, I thought like, like at the beginning of the movie with him with his own camera, like doing, like that to me was kind of trying to do an updated version of that. Yeah, Before but. Shadowing. But I felt like the the thing we by not having the bugle in there and all that, which we didn't need, but we got to have a Spider Man movie where he isn't there isn't a misunderstanding and he's the bad guy. I I, I hate that stuff. I mean, I, that's such a trope that I get sick of. Where oh, Spider Man robbed the bank. You know, we didn't have to deal with that. Yeah. You know, he got to everyone was like Spider Man. You know, it, was, it reminded me of Spider Man Two where. You know, Tobey Maguire, they, they actually like, you know, he's on the train and all that. Everybody likes him, but Spider-Man's saving the day. You know, that's what it should be. I don't need the... Because Stark is the bad guy. The people, right. The people, how big a mess he made or the Avengers are overstepping their bounds. So they, you know, to go too far that direction where they hate all the heroes, I'd be a little bit. And I think they were very masterfully, like, showcased these smaller villains that most people probably don't know, like the Tinker and, yeah, Sh- and like Shockwave, like Shocker, Shocker, Shockwave, <laughs> Scorpion. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Scorpion he said. I like that. Yeah. yeah, that was all a good way to include them without making it. We didn't have to fight the Rhino. We yeah. didn't have to fight. You know, so it doesn't have to be. They weren't like full fledged villains. We didn't need yeah. all that extra. It was nice seeing Matt Gargan, and he had the little scorpion tattoo. That's all we needed. Is that that's all we needed? And like the shocker, the sleeves it had that uh, crisscross design on it on the orange. And correct me if I'm wrong, but that uh, I will shocker's uh, thing that was crossbones. It looked very similar, right? That's what I was thinking too. Or maybe like like the tanker guy, he updated it. Like they I didn't even think of that, control. but that's probably right. Like, they stole from damage control, and he just modified it to have the taser in it or whatever. Yeah, I mean, we don't know what happened over that amount of time. With it. I just like how the Vulture character, I mean, he literally vultures this stuff, you know, the, this technology to continue a business. I literally never thought. <laughs> you literally didn't? I literally didn't. Well, there you go. Boom. Pretty good. 
um, so was anybody spoiled for the fact, because I was not, and it was a big moment, but for the realizing that he is her dad. When he opens the door, oh, I was my, my theater was I, like. I feel like I should have seen that. Me and my brother's like, like, he broke in. Oh no, he's got him. Well, I thought he broke in. Was like, oh, I got yeah. you to ask. That must have been super confusing. Yeah, because then, then he walked in. They're all just hanging out in the kitchen. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. This, this isn't correct. This yeah. When my friend and I went and saw it, because I've seen it twice now. When my friend and I went and saw it the first time, he and I both just look at each other and we're just like, what the heck? Because we sh- we felt like we should have seen that coming, but we didn't. Yeah, I was I was completely shocked. I loved that. I loved that. I I totally agree. I thought I I was really surprised by it. Again, I kind of agree that I should have seen it. You saw it. Jordan saw no, it. No, I didn't see it coming at all. <laughs> but these other movies, we had so much of the Osborne nonsense. Yeah. The, the daddy villain. Yeah. Son. Daddy like, issues. Yeah, we didn't really need that again. But I don't know. They, they pulled it off pretty well, so I won't. I think, it. yeah, it, that's exactly it. We didn't need it, but one, it's a comic book. And it comes with the territory. And two, um, we wouldn't have had the scene in the car with those two. I would try to deny it. I was like, if I was Peter, he was I'd be like, scared. Oh, dude, that was what was good about that. Sweating balls. That was what was good about it. Was he was he was the scared teenage kid. He pulled a gun on him. Yeah, like, what if he was wrong though. What if that was his yeah. Spider-Man? He's like, I'll kill. I don't think he really cared. <laughs> He's like, I'll kill everyone you love. You know, it's just like that was that was a plus Michael Keaton. That was the yeah. reason they cast him. You know, because he can do that and. You're, you're affected by it. I was like, I, I love that scene. I thought all, anything with Michael Keaton doing that, but when he opened that door, I was like, holy yeah. smokes, this is, this is gonna was be good. Was he a stepdad or the actual dad? He's the dad, I yeah. guess. Is, is her name, last name in the movie too? Okay. I assume. Uh, honestly, honestly, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Also, he could have been a stepdad. I, I never, I thought it was her real dad, but I was like, maybe she just has her mom's last name or something. I don't know. Yeah, I swear they called her Liz Allen. That's right. Yeah, I thought they called her. Yeah, and they definitely said Adrian. You're Jones, probably right. So yeah, that's what threw me off. That, that makes sense. In that scene, also in the car, well, he's a good stepdad then because he loves her like a daughter. <laughs> yeah, he, he's good. And I don't know if any, I was the only one who noticed this, but when they stopped at that light, when he first realized that Peter Parker was Spider Man. Hit the light on his face from the reflection of the traffic light was red, and then the moment he figures out that this kid sitting in the back of his car is Spider-Man, the traffic light turned green on his face. I don't know if I was the only one who noticed. I would that. have to watch it again. Yeah, I'd have to watch it. Again. Cool. But I liked it how when he met him in like with other movies, if he would have answered the door, it would have been like that. He would have knew he was Spider-Man. Like when he's. I still think it was a little bit. He made some reaches there pretty quick to figure out. How yeah, <laughs> but like when he's in his home and stuff and walking around, and he's like trying to remember his name and, and things like that. And so it, I, it's great. I wanted to drop Liz though in the car because she would not shut up. She was like, "Oh yeah, you're always disappearing, Peter. You disappeared that one time with Spider-Man showed up, and that other time Spider-Man showed up. Like, shut up! Yeah. Oh my lord! Like, don't make me use my pimp hand, woman." <laughs> so, did you guys like the it better in Wonder Woman or this, the Invisible Jet? Which one did you like better? I like. <laughs> I was like, that's. I, I was like, they they put the Invisible Jet in this movie. I don't understand. 
I thought it was kind of cool though because they should because I never really understood how the technology of that actually worked. But then in this one, I was actually clearly able to see that oh, it has cameras all over it that just projects to that part of the plane what it would see. And also, you watch Agents of Shield. Was that the same model plane as the Zephyr? It did have. It looked. Yeah, the design looked a lot like the shield. Yeah, the shield from more recent seasons. Yeah. Because I swear that it can't be the exact same plane, but it was the same type of plane. Okay, what about Aunt May? I'm well, not a fan. What was the point? You know, <laughs> like, like she's barely does anything except wear high waisted pants. Yeah, and why she got a? When I think Aunt May, I'm thinking, oh, sweet old Aunt May. Oh, that's my girl. Now doesn't she? No, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to think of her that way. That made me feel like she's ugly. sweet, all right, oh, baby. You're 20. <laughs> <laughs> okay for us. That's I, a, I was, I was, I was, that was the number one question I had for you guys. <laughs> and you just you just answered it. I was going to say, oh, Michael's like, I got these guys going to come in. Yeah, I'm going to get their perspective. I just want to know if they thought Aunt May was hot. <laughs> or if they thought she was an old lady. I didn't, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't understand the high-waisted pants, though. Like, yeah, kept, they stuck to a theme. Somebody yeah. drew that up on their freaking, what What are those called? The oh, Storyboard? No, well, yeah, but I was thinking of the, the etch, etch, not the Etch-A-Sketch, but the old thing. That, <laughs> they drew it up on the Etch-A-Sketch. Uh, what was that game? Uh, I had sisters. Sorry, there was some thing they the used Barbie to. The Barbie thing where, like, thing was different. Did. It doesn't matter. We, I know. We run about. that into the yeah. ground, but, uh. Anyway, yeah, they had a theme for the way she was supposed to be dressed, and it was every scene. No, they just always were like, every, they always had to let everyone know that she was hot. Like, the dude yeah. at the restaurant, he was like, nah, he was hitting on Yeah. Her. And man, I'm like, but like, does he have to? Does I, I thought Stark in the car, yeah. just like, hey man, what you wearing? Something skimpy, I hope. Yeah. I actually thought they were trying to make her unattractive versus the way she appeared in the like the Iron Man movie. I thought it was like a step back. Like they were like, "Oh, you're too hot. We're gonna put you in high waisted pants <laughs> and we're gonna give you these glasses." See, girls and, nowadays always be wearing glasses just for the heck of it, and they'll be wearing high waisted pants. So I thought they were trying to make her even hotter. And I was like, <laughs> we know it does it for him. He's like, give me some glasses, some sixties clothes. <laughs> All those girls out there trying to look like Aunt May. <laughs> well, the one major difference it seemed like between her and the Aunt May, besides the the age we saw in like the Tobey Maguire Spider Man, she was like acting like she knew he was Spider Man and encouraging him to do what he should do. This Aunt May is like, if you see something like that, you run the opposite direction, yeah. you know. So, and that's the end when it's just like, what the. F- yeah, good ending to the actual movie. You know, yeah. But when she drops him off at the party, I just feel like Aunt May wouldn't be like, hey, Peter, go party. Because I feel like Aunt May wouldn't just... I mean, me personally, if I was a parent, I feel like I'm not dropping my, how old is he, like 15? Yeah. Year old kid at a high school party because there's, there's going to be some drinking, there's going to be some crazy stuff going on, and she's just like, yeah, Peter, she's no, a, go party. She's go living in up. the sixties, man, where she she's got them high waisted pants that she used to go to these 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 crazy psychedelic parties. She's she, I think the point was she roll, thinks baby. she thinks he's you know so focused on school and stuff. He needs to get out and stretch his legs. So did everybody catch who Karen was? I didn't get yeah, that. I wouldn't mean to ask someone. Uh, Karen, stop. <laughs> 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 the voice of Karen was Jennifer Connelly, who 
is the uh, if you don't know you'd like her if you like Aunt May. <laughs> <laughs> I know who we're talking about. So, uh, Labyrinth, right? Yes. Okay. Wow, he just respect to the roof. Um, anyway, he uh, she was she was the voice of his suit, I guess, just like her husband in real life, Paul Bettany. What was the voice of Jarvis? Jarvis. He oh, he so was a yeah. So okay. their suits are married. Nice. <laughs> well, technically, because they both came from the same person. Okay. Well, Robert Downey Jr. is the father. Apparently. Now we know what kind of porn you were watching on that your guy in the chair videos. <laughs> Anyway, I don't know if they're going anywhere with that or what. I heard Jocasta throwing yeah, I'm sure. That could be eight movies from now. Right. Never get there, so. <laughs> but it's a neat little pick of a person to do it. Which Same way they had the, the, the principal from the school had Howard like Commando's that, yeah. photo. That was the same actor. Yeah. Too. So, yeah. Again, we're just more connections, yeah. more connected universe here. People like to see that. I mean, they like to go, ooh. I know that. Oh, I recognize that. This is for me, you know. So, can't blame him. Um, no Ben, no mention of Ben, right? Have we heard one yet? Yeah, I don't. With this Spider-Man, not directly. I felt like there were a lot of indirect references. So, I mean, I've heard the rumble that they're going to eventually be saying he was killed in this Avenger, the original Avengers attack. Ooh. Maybe he was in some Iron Man movie. Nope. Exactly. <laughs> He's that yeah. old guy in Iron Man movie. No, he's young. He's young. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but uh, I mean, I heard like they're not mentioning it because they're going to retcon that somehow too. But or maybe Bucky killed him. <laughs> yeah. Bucky, you're like, no, you're Bucky. <laughs> <laughs> so. Here's a question: Who do we think bought Avengers Tower? Also, I thought, I didn't even realize Avengers Tower was still around. I thought it got destroyed or something in Age of Ultron. <laughs> That's why I thought they moved locations. Yeah. I didn't understand. I thought the tower was gone. Yeah, I don't know. But it looked brand new when they were there. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I thought it got destroyed in Ultron, so that's why we stopped chilling yeah. there. Who do we think bought it, though? Wilson Fisk. Oh, I like it. <laughs> that is a good idea. I've heard Norman Osborn just, like, on the internet. I feel like it would be really cool for, like, a future Spider-Man movie if they made Wilson Fisk the villain, and it's the guy from Daredevil. And Peter Parker has to go to Matt Murdock to get help because he's dealt with him before. I feel like that would be a really cool... This is a lot easier to pull off in the comics than it is to to get Netflix and everybody else to work together. It would be a really cool, organic way to do it, though. Yeah, but why build these big, strong universes if you can't do that? Oh, yeah. It would be nice to do Yeah, that's what always bothers me is that they're like the Netflix shows, the TV shows, the movies, they're all connected. But I'm like, are they, though? Yeah. Because, like, I'm just, like how they got Falcon and uh, Ant-Man. You know, he's one of the cheaper Avengers, I figure. Ouch. Cheap cheap Falcon. You know, he's not one of the top guys. So let's go snag... Falcon again, or go grab Hawkeye or something. Toss him over there and let him hang out with Daredevil for an episode. I, I, I don't mind episode stuff like that, but I don't, when you start doing it the opposite direction into the movies, it's just a stunt to me, and it's like wasted time in a movie. 
Like, they just, I don't mind seeing a picture on the wall yeah. and going, ooh, but I don't need a, here's a cameo by Falcon. And then it's yeah. just a waste of time. You know, it's like, let, takes away from the story. That's why I like that there's just one, one villain in this, really. And one, we get, you get more time with the yeah. characters in yeah. them that are involved in this story as opposed to just having a bunch of cameos popping in and out to say, hey, he was in it. This is tied together. Like, and with Infinity War, like, they have most of the people cast or like who's going to be in it. Yeah. There's a good chance that's going to be terrible because yeah. of that. Well, yeah, too that many also, people. I am nervous for if that. If there's so many people, so many people, you also, can't focus. Why do we got to have all the people that we're already seeing in the movies? Why can't we have some of the defenders or something? Yeah. I just feel like they don't. They're not really connected yeah. in my mind. Because I just want to see them hang out just once. Yeah. I would love to see Hawkeye come to the Defender universe and get killed in the very first appearance. <laughs> that took a dark turn. And I also would like James Franco to be hired as Norman Osborn in the Spider-Man <laughs> universe. Like, <laughs> as, the, as the elder Norman Osborn. Listen to this. <laughs> okay, so he doesn't accept... To go out on stage with Tony and Pepper and or that stupid spider suit. Yeah, I mean, what did you expect? Did you think that that? I mean, when they started to do that, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're gonna take him out there, and you know, they made the perfect decision to have him stay this friendly neighborhood Spider-Man they set up the whole time. I I was torn there because you kind of want, yeah, Spider-Man's gonna be in the Avengers. Yeah, cool. Like, no, Peter needs to stay true to himself. So I didn't know what decision I wanted him to make. Yeah. So, but it was, yeah, that's a, I, I think everybody was gonna feel that way. You're just like, that would be so cool for him to be in the Avengers. And then. I don't think Spider-Man should ever be an Avenger. Like. Too late. <laughs> too late it happened. He's in Infinity War. I know, he can be, you know, helping out, but, and I know Well, that's what they did in the comics for many yeah. years, so he shouldn't be in it. He's a loner. He should never be you know, in the but, Avengers. And right whatever. now in the comics, isn't he basically the Tony Stark of the Avengers? He's now in the comics anyway. Millionaire, you know, industrialist yeah. guy, and has a lot of tech. And, yeah. So, after the credits, we got the couple of scenes... One of the better ones that honestly should have just been part of the movie because it, I don't, I don't see how it's flashing anything forward really. The showing, you know, Vulture covering for him yeah. basically. Some people took it different ways. Like he want, he wants to get revenge himself. If he knew, you know, basically if I knew where he was, he'd be dead, you know, or who he was, he'd be dead. But didn't, I, I took it as he was covering for him. He said, you yeah. saved my daughter's life. You saved my life. Yeah. That's what I took it as. yeah. I thought that was really good. That would have been a nice end of the movie right before the what the... One thing I like about it is that most of the Marvel villains, I mean, most villains in superhero movies, they die. And he's alive, chilling in jail, so there's a possibility of him later oh, on. Oh, yeah, they definitely want to keep him available because, you know, Kevin Feige wants to have all his options open. <laughs> yeah, that's how you build a Sinister Six movie, not just throw them all in some yeah. random sequel, just have too many villains. Yeah. Because you could also take the ending as, I'm going to keep his secret because I'm going to be the one to take him out. Yeah. And then we had the cap thing at the very end. Patience. And... That was great. I love that. I was so mad, but it was also so hilarious that I couldn't be mad. It worked. It, like, worked so well. Oh. 
he was like, and after you wait so long, what was it all for? Was it worth it? I was like, I don't know. It was, it was basically Marvel giving us the middle finger. Yeah. <laughs> no, they could do that because they're Marvel, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, F you, we're Marvel, that's why. <laughs> so, I don't know what else you guys have to say about it, other than I, I kind of have a question. Who, where does Michael Keaton's Vulture rank in your Marvel Cinematic Villains? Uh, he's up there, because yeah. I mean, most of the villains yeah. aren't that good, or they die pretty quick. So, yeah. I mean, it, most people are that I here say always say Loki's the best, and I'm like I, I he was good. Yeah, Tom like, Hiddleston. He's not my favorite. He's not my, he's not my favorite. Though. I enjoyed Michael Keaton more than that. Yeah, and. I don't know. I just I just like all the recent ones. I like what they did with Kirk Douglas. Not Kirk. Kirk Douglas. Kirk Douglas. It's okay, Michael. You're not the only one. There you go. With names. Kurt Russell. I loved that. You know, he's just a great actor. And gosh, who was the other one recently? I'm thinking of that they brought back. I don't know, but I feel like there's some potential for Jeff Goldblum to do something in Thor, and obviously Kate Blanchett. You know that they, they're getting some pedigree here as the far as aren't throwaway characters. Yeah, these are, they actually have substance to them. Nobody else thought he was up there, or they do think he's I up like there. Him. He's definitely in the tops of the Marvel yeah. villains, just because. Most of them are like guys in suits and whatnot, nothing too crazy. I think it, like, it was good, but I feel like that was a Michael Keaton by the numbers performance. Like, that was him doing his shtick, but I love the whole villainy that he added to the Vulture. I, I, I would rank him pretty high on my list. You know, what's the vulture in the comics? His, he's an old man. Right. Yeah, steal your youth. Like, that's not gonna work. Right? <laughs> giving him a chip on his shoulder against Tony Stark, against the Avengers. You know, this world has changed for him. He can't make an honest living. So, yeah, that's a good, tragic villain. I, they, I thought they did a really good job with his motivation. And, you know, the, the performance definitely sold it. The costume was great, too. I mean, that, he just looked like a badass. The only trouble, it made the action. It looked a little transformer. Yeah, that's, yeah. it's very so it's fast. Kind of muddy. And you couldn't yeah. really tell. There's just weird tech going like, on. Obviously, I don't want to run around that green, you know, <laughs> leotard. leotard. Yeah, with a little yeah. I'm thinking more about the jacket and stuff. Just like I just thought that jacket with the big collar and stuff was cool, and he just looked yeah, cool. The things they did, like the pose. You know, when he would leap out, you know, it just looked right off the comic page for Spider-Man. And but when the action got rolling. Things happen kind of too fast. Like, what is even happening right now? Mm. Which that's you know, the Transformers movie. You're such a mess that way. There's just metal and things rolling around mm. and falling, and you don't have a clue what's happening. So, yeah, as, as good as they did translating the body motions, you know how Spider-Man when he dangles upside down, just the way his legs are angled, like they take stuff directly from the comic page, and it just they kind of drop the ball on some of the special effects. Last last thing, I think. What? Where's this rank? Where's it rank as Spider-Man movies to start? The top Spider-Man movie for me is Good. number three. Number three. What are your? What do you like more? Spider-Man two than Spider-Man. Okay. Jordan. 
You know, we won't hold you to anything. Right? You know, this is fresh, but yeah, I, I, it, ugh, I don't know. I really like this. Felt like Spider Man. The, the the kids' performance, the the the, the jokes, the, the look of everything. It, it was so well done. But there's just little things that kind of nod at me, like all the technology and all. His secret identity, half the people now know who he is. He has no spider sense. He just lets people yeah, walk yeah. in and see him with the mask off. Like, there's just little things like, that's not Spider-Man. What are you doing? So, I, I don't know. Tobey Maguire, like, especially Spider-Man 2, such a good movie. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's, it would be hard to top that one, but if anything could, this one may have. It's a, I gotta have time to mm, watch yeah. it several times. And oh, yeah. And, yeah, I, I, for me, I, I don't even count the Amazing Spider-Man <laughs> movies, <laughs> even though I like the that they finally did the Gwen Stacy storyline, and I like that moment in that movie. It doesn't. Yeah, both those movies have really strong moments. Yes, yes, they absolutely. And as far as the Tobey Maguire ones, two, you know, one was great when it came out. Three is terrible, and two, <laughs> two is really good, and, but. I like this better. I think this is better than all of them. Uh, you know, I think this one is going to play on TV all the time. Every time you turn TV on on Saturday in five years, this is going to be on. And, and people, you will stop and watch it. I did like Andrew Garfield's performance as Peter Parker. I did not like Tobey Maguire's performance as Peter Parker. This one, I think, Captured the essence of the character the best, although the actor, I'm afraid of him pulling a Marky Mark with that nice voice. Uh, like, Marky Mark, every time. I know what he's saying because when, when we were talking about this before, when he, when he was in Civil War and everyone went crazy, this was good. finally Spider-Man, yada, yada. I, I was like, okay, you know, I haven't seen a great one yet. This is fine so far. I'm happy he's young, but, He's very over the top. I'm a kid, you know. What are you doing? I'm just having super fun. nice voice, and like Mark, Mark Wahlberg, every time he acts like as a good guy, his voice gets higher, and he's like, and Tom was doing that a little too much, just a little. But other than that, I would say it's my top Spider-Man movie. I know it's Cliff's favorite. Oh, it's far. It's right up there with all the others. <laughs> I mean, we're talking like one. A, one B, one C, <laughs> onward, so on. Cliff, your favorite part would have been when Douchey Flash, Flash Thompson was the DJ and he was calling him, when I say Parker, you say penis. Or whatever. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. I'm used to Parker, penis. Penis, Parker. All right, I think penis. we did it, guys. We did Balls. it. Good so. stuff. All in all, thumbs up. And I think, what, like, when Stan created this character, it was novel. It was about a teen, you know, in comic books for 30 years, any kids in a comic were the sidekick. Looking up to an adult hero. And, you know, Stan said, let's make the teenager the hero. And right now we have a whole Marvel universe full of adults and gods and scientists and old people and raccoons and trees. And stuff. <laughs> so, like, this is the first, like, Young hero, is it not? Feels like Current it. Yeah, continuity. Yeah. So I don't know. I, that's it's needed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's oh. why they want to keep him young. 
But all that stuff you just said is the stuff I like. For me, that's because you're old. You want old May? You want no, old that's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the whole reason why I never. I don't dislike Spider-Man. We play it off as a joke all the time. I just don't care about Spider-Man. Like I can't relate to Spider-Man. I never could. I wasn't because you always had the cool toys growing it, up. That's right. I still think that you would make a great villain for the next Spider-Man. <laughs> It's like, you're just the fan that doesn't care about him. <laughs> just meh, man. <laughs> meh. Yeah. Yeah, Aunt May keeps tuning into a podcast, and this guy just keeps insulting the crew. Come on. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's it. As always, I'm the most illustrious Michael K. Easton. We should thank our guests for showing up. Uh, you got our, ru- our rude our rude YouTube, <laughs> YouTube channels. I know. Uh, you can check me out. This is Mystical Intern Corbin at Geek Room on YouTube. <laughs> this is already changed. It was mythical now. He's mystical. Oh, mystical. <laughs> I, like mystical. I like mystical. I like mystical better. You've earned it. You earned it. You're uh, mystical. Nice. <laughs> Where can people find you, Kroger? Yeah. What aisle? Gas station, what, what aisle? Gas station at Kroger in Marietta. Oh. Uh, <laughs> stop in. Please don't. I don't like dealing with people. <laughs> All right. Thanks for coming in, guys. I'm Jordan Lowe. Uh, my name is Cliff Barnes. You can find us at, I'll go ahead and do this, www.udownwithkpp.com, at the Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, um... That's about it. Magnets everywhere. Oh, yeah, we got magnets. I'm Kirk Douglas. Bye forever. I loved you in 20,000 leagues. I didn't see. That was so good. Farkas. <laughs> Kapow! The Pop Culture Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com.